0: Welcome to the Flint Citadels podcast of our Sunday morning worship service, a weekly production of the Salvation Army Flint Citadel Corps.
1: Morning. Happy Mother's Day. And you know, you don't have to, I mean, all women I think mother kids. So it doesn't matter whether you've birthed them, you still can be a mother. Job description for being mama. Long-term players needed for challenging permanent work in an often chaotic environment. Candidates must possess excellent communications and organizational skills and be willing to work variable hours, which will re- include evenings and weekends, and frequent 24-hour shifts on call. Some overnight travel required, including trips to primitive camping sites on rainy weekend and endless sport ter- sports tournaments in faraway cities. Travel expenses not reimbursed. Extensive courier duties also required. Responsibilities. Must provide on-site training in basic life skills such as nose blowing. Must have strong skills in negotiation, conflict resolution, and crisis management. Ability to suture flesh wounds a plus. Must be able to think outside the box. But not lose track of the box because you probably need it for a project in the future. Must be able to reconcile petty cash disbursements and be proficient in managing budgets and resources fairly, unless you want to hear, he got more than me for the rest of your life. And believe me, I know that I've heard that from siblings. Also, be able to drive a motor vehicle safely under loud and adverse conditions while simultaneously practicing above-mentioned skills in conflict resolution. Must be able to choose your battles and stick to your guns. Must be able to withstand criticism such as, you don't know anything, and then be willing to be hated, at least temporarily until they want some money to go skating or, you know, something like that. Must be willing to bite tongue repeatedly. Also, must possess the physical stamina of a pack mule and be able to go from zero to 60 miles per hour in three seconds flat, in case this time the screams in the backyard aren't crying wolf. Must be willing to face stimulating technical challenges such as small gadget repair, mysteriously sluggish toilets, and stuck zippers. Must screen phone calls. Must be able to maintain calendars and coordinate production of multiple homework projects. Must have the ability to plan and organize social gatherings for clients of all ages. Must be willing to be indispensable one minute and in an embarrassment the next. And for those of that have had teenagers, you know how easy that can be. Must handle assembly and product safety testing of a half million cheap toys and battery operated devices must also have highly energetic entrepreneurial spirit because fundraiser will become your middle name must have a diverse knowledge base to answer questions such as what makes the wind blow must always hope for the best but be prepared for the worst must assume final complete accountability for the quality of the end project Responsibilities also include floor maintenance and janitorial work throughout the facility. Possibility for advancement and pr- promotion? Virtually none. Your job must remain in the same position for years without complaining, constantly retaining and updating your skills so that those in your charge can ultimately surpass you. Previous experience? None required. On the job training offered on a continually exhausting basis wages and compensation we pay them offering frequent raises and bonuses a balloon payment is also due when they turn 18 because we give it to them so that they can go off to college and um, earn more money themselves the oddest thing about this reverse salary scheme is that we actually enjoy it benefits health or dental pension tuition Tuition reimbursement, paid holidays, or stock options are not offered. Job supplies, limitless opportunities for personal growth, and free hugs for life are included.
2: I'm not so sure I like that job. (laughs) But apparently, it's a job that's often sought after. I've told many, many moms that if it was up to the guys to have the kids, we would have been extinct as a species many, many years ago. But uh, you moms are greatly appreciated. And for those of you who haven't had it said to you yet, you're also great for business, so thanks. (laughs) It's It's a terrific opportunity that we have to honor our moms today. But honoring our Lord is something we can do on an everyday basis as well. And if you'll turn to your book of Psalms in chapter 104, You'll see our scripture reading this morning. And in there it says, O Lord, how many are your works! In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your possessions. There is the sea, great and broad, in which are swarms without number, animals both small and great. You send forth your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the ground. Let the glory of the Lord endure forever Let the Lord be glad in his works. He looks at the earth and it trembles. He touches the mountains and they smoke. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have my being. Let my meditation be pleasing to him. As for me, I shall be glad in the Lord. To to watch a child be born is an amazing phenomenon. It really pulls at you in a lot of directions. But to think that two little cells get together and just put everything pretty much right where it belongs, that's overwhelming. And then you get cast into this craziness known as motherhood and parenthood, and you're kind of left swinging. And uh, if you're like my mom, you get to stand back and chuckle because the curse has come true. Ha, 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 you're going to have children like that someday, ha, ha, ha. But it's a miracle of God, and so many things around us we get frustrated by, especially when it comes to kids, but in all the things that they do, they are a miracle of God. Well, if you have a a child in your life, especially a new baby, and I look around here and I see a few, which I find to be extremely gratifying, but uh, as you see uh, new lives come into our church, you can't help but feel that new and loving touch. Babies are kind of like a kissing magnet, aren't they? you has got to be kissing on them all the time because they just drag that out of us. Well, if you felt that touch of Christ in your life, you can feel that similar emotion of affection and infatuation with your relationship with Christ. And this morning, we're going to sing that song of Pentecost, I've Felt a New and Loving Touch.
3: beautiful. How beautiful the body of Christ um, in his sacrifice for us in his resurrection. But we now have become the body of Christ as a church. And this morning we're going to talk about that body and um, the sacrifices that were made so that we could enjoy our salvation. Kind of reminiscent of a mom's heart, sacrificing for those to follow her. As a kid growing up, my mom did way too much for my brothers and me. She was a single parent of five boys in the 60s when our society was seeming to crumble apart, literally. Of course, I was a a dumb kid, completely oblivious to my mom's struggles and to the turmoil that was going on in the world around me. I was too busy playing outside fighting with my brothers, and I guess just being a kid. It's only since becoming an adult and having kids of my own that I realize what she did for me, for us. Though she had her own needs, she put her boys first. She woke us up every morning, made our lunches, made our beds, washed our clothes, cooked our meals, and once my youngest brother was in school, on top of all this, she got a job to help make ends meet. Now, I know how hard it is to raise kids with two parents, but she did it alone, and she did it in a day when there weren't all the accommodations we have today for single-parent homes. Don't get me wrong, my mom wasn't perfect. But I have to say, thank you, Mom, for doing what needed to be done. Thank you for sacrificing much of your life for my brothers and me. If you'd open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians, chapter 12, I think that a mother, when she is functioning at her highest and at her best, is one who nurtures. She is one who takes care of a million details so that others can be successful. She works for the common good of the family and seeks to bring out the best in each member. My mom worked hard to hold our family together. Sometimes it seemed maybe with only paper clips and duct tape she was able to keep things going. But you know, a mother has a way of bringing unity and focus to a family. It's the mothers who usually insist on maintaining some pointless family customs and traditions. You have any of those? that The mother says, no, we're going to observe this, even though it's like, why? It doesn't make any sense. Because left to ourselves, a lot of us guys would just eat, sleep, work, and maybe take out the garbage. But moms have a way of focusing us on the things that build a family. I hope your Bible's open to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 because here Paul is dealing with a church on the verge of splitting up and self-destructing. There was moral laxity and factions had formed within the church. They were kind of like a dysfunctional family. What they needed... Was someone to, to come in and to, to get things in order, to get them pulling in the same direction. They didn't know it, but they kind of needed a mom to take charge, organize things, and get them moving in the right direction. Let's read 1 Corinthians 12, verses 3 through 13. And as we uh, read this passage, look for God's answer. To their disunity. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus is accursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are varieties of ministries, and the same Lord. There are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, and to another the word of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, and to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, and to another the effecting of miracles, and to another prophecy, and to another the distinguishing of spirits and to another various kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually just as he wills. For even as the body is one, and yet has many members, and all the members of the body, though they are many, are one body, so also is Christ For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one Spirit. Let me briefly summarize this passage. Verse 3 starts out reminding us that the Holy Spirit always leads us to Christ. He will never lead us to anything that would not please the Lord. You see, the Holy Spirit is a unifier. He keeps us focused on the author and finisher of our faith, on the Lord Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit also distributes a variety of gifts or special abilities to His people. These are to be used for the various ministries and work of the church. Paul teaches us that God gives each person an expression of the Spirit to contribute to the church, some gift, some ability. Verses 8 and 10 through 10 give us a list of some of those gifts, but my focus here this morning isn't to um, look at that particular list of gifts because what's important really isn't what gift you have. That's determined by God, the Holy Spirit determines that. But what's important is that you use your gift for the common good and that you recognize. The source, the Holy Spirit, those are gifts given us from God. Paul ends this portion of Scripture by comparing the church to a, a human body. A body is composed of, of many parts. The church, Paul says, is one body, whatever our racial or economic differences, because we all share the same Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12 Eleven and twelve says, But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually just as He wills. For even as the body is one, and yet has many members, and all the members of the body, though they are many, are one body, so also is Christ. William Barclay, in contemplating this great truth, writes, Paul's idea in this section is to stress the essential unity of the church. The church is the body of Christ. The church and the characteristic of a healthy body is that every part in it performs its own function for the good of the whole. But unity does not mean uniformity. And therefore, within the church, there are differing gifts and differing functions, but every one of them is a gift of the same Spirit and designed not for the glory of the individual member of the church but for the good of the whole. We are a team. We are members of the body. What one member does affects, whether good or bad, the whole family. My mom would have benefited from studying this passage because she just did too much herself. She didn't divide up the work enough. My brothers and I could have been a lot more helpful, let me tell you. We could have lightened her load, and together we could have gotten a lot more accomplished. You know, that's also true in the church. Much of the work is often done by a few people while the many sit in the bleachers observing and often kind of critiquing how the players on the field are doing. But that's not God's design. In this passage we just read, in verse 7, it clearly says that to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. See that phrase in there? Each one that includes you that includes you god doesn't pass over anyone he gives each one of us something to contribute to the church all of these manifestations or gifts come from god and paul contends that they must therefore be used in god's service In the church, sometimes people will take these abilities and and use them uh, maybe for worldly purposes, but God gives them to be used in this church. Too often, I think, um, we interpret these gifts far too narrowly. We have elevated those more intellectual gifts of speaking and praying and teaching or writing and have somehow fostered the idea that if you don't have one of those gifts, One of those gifts that you get up in front and and everybody looks at you, and you're like the leader. If you don't have one of those gifts, then God must have passed you by. He just didn't give you a gift. Well, I think we would do well to realize that the person who can work with his hands is just as gifted from God. The carpenter, the painter, the engineer, the cook, the nursery worker, the list could go on, all have special gifts which are from God and they can be used for him and they can be used for the church. You know, if we would each use the gifts God has given us, we'd find that the load really is lighter and much more of the Lord's work would get done. Paul told those Corinthians that the Holy Spirit was the one who would equip each one of them to serve God by distributing a diverse set of special abilities among their members for the purpose of having a healthy body, that is the church. So this morning, I want to challenge you to expect and to recognize the Holy Spirit's gifting in your life. Do you expect God to give you a gift? Do you recognize the gifts He's given you? And then, after you recognize these gifts, to use them to build up the church, the body of Christ. The truth is, without the Holy Spirit's equipping, without his work in our lives, our efforts will fail to achieve God's purposes. We may have a flurry of activity, lots of noise and lights and sound and and lots of statistics to maybe turn in. But as Psalm 127, verse 1 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. And you may build a fantastic mansion, a great um, a mega church, uh, something that uh, gets written up in Christianity today. But if the Lord isn't building it, it's in vain. God is in this world. He is in the church. He is in this church. He is in the, the Flint Citadel. And he is in our lives in the person of the Holy Spirit. He's busy directing people to Jesus, equipping believers to serve, and bringing unity to the church. On this Mother's Day, 2008, I think his role is much like that of a mother bringing out the best in her children, resourcing them, equipping them to bring honor to the family. This morning, if you're a Christian, if you're a Christ follower, then the Holy Spirit already lives within you. So the first invitation I want to make this morning is to anyone here who hasn't put their faith and trust in Christ. If if sitting there, you can't say, yeah, I I remember the time I put my faith and trust in Christ. I remember how that happened. Then I want to invite you to come forward right now if the Holy Spirit is leading you, is speaking to you. Because that's where it all starts, putting our faith and trust in Christ and allowing the Holy Spirit to, to come in and empower us Is there anyone, perhaps, who has known Christ? And maybe let that experience slip away through carelessness, through other activities. Christ is no longer the center of your life. Maybe if you're sitting there and that's true for you, you need to come back to Him. You, too, come if that's your need this morning. Finally, I want to invite those who know Christ to use the gifts he has given you through the Holy Spirit to build up the church, to build up this fellowship of believers that we call the Flint Citadel. I have um, placed a simple gift survey that is available up here at the altar. There's some back in the narthex as well. It's just a An instrument that you can fill out, answer some questions, Um, You got a little bit of math to do, you got to add stuff up. So if you have trouble, just ask your mother. Good at helping with that. Um, And what it will help you do is to discern the Spirit's gifting. Some people go, I don't know what I can do. I don't know what gifts I have. I don't know what abilities I have. I don't, I have nothing. Well, I'm telling you, if you're a Christian, if you're a follower of Christ, you do have gifts. Uh, And you would do well to discover them so you can use them wisely. But know this, discovering your gifts is kind of pointless if you don't employ them in building the church. It's like discovering the cure for some dreaded disease you have and then choosing not to take it. It's kind of pointless. In Michigan, we have one of the highest unemployment rates in the country. And Genesee County is right up there at the top as well. Unemployment is devastating. But what about your gifts? Do you have unemployed gifts? Have you laid them off? Are you not using your gifts that God has given you? So here's what I ask you to do this morning. Commit yourself to put them back to work to build the church, not just the church as Flint Citadel, but, but the kingdom of God, the, the church of believers, the body of Christ. Your gifts are needed. I know they're needed here at the Citadel. If they weren't, then God wouldn't have given them, given them to you. He gave them to you because they're needed. In a group of believers, he distributes the gifts accordingly so that... Uh, Together, we're a complete body, not lacking a foot or a hand, but we're complete, ready to do the work. When we use our gifts as God intended, we discover God's purpose for our lives. Why? He's placed us here in the first place. We also have the added benefit of the satisfaction of being used of God to accomplish something eternal. What greater adventure can there be than that? We're going to sing a song of response. And um, I just ask you to respond as the Holy Spirit leads you. It doesn't matter if you respond to me. But what does matter is if you respond to the Holy Spirit as He speaks and he, as He leads. First verse of this song says Dear Lord, I do surrender myself, my all to Thee, my time. My store, my talents, so long withheld by me, don't withhold them. The world's, I've heard the call for workers, the world's great need I see. Oh, send me to the rescue. I'm here, my Lord, send me. Whatever your need this morning, whether it's to go to the rescue or whether you need to be rescued, the Holy Spirit's throwing you a lifeline, grab a hold. He'll save you, he'll give you his spirit. He'll give you meaning and purpose in life. Let's stand together. Sing that first yeah. verse. God speaking to you because He wants to send you? Is He speaking to you because you first need to come and uh, experience salvation, the forgiveness of your sins, the filling of His Spirit? I don't know. That's the Spirit's business. And um, I just ask that you would be submissive and obedient to Him this morning. I ask if you bow your heads for a word of prayer before we sing the last verses. If anyone here this morning is. Um, maybe struggling with what the Holy Spirit has indicated he wants to do in their life. And you want me to pray, ask God to uh, help you in that struggle. Just ask you to raise your hand. I'd like to remind you remember you in prayer. Anyone? Thank you. God bless you. Yes, Lord bless you. Anyone else? Lord bless you. Yes. God bless you. hmm Anyone else maybe struggling with the spirit some? Um, It's all right to struggle, but at some point, someone has to win that battle. I just encourage you to let the Holy Spirit have that victory. Let's pray. Father, I thank you this morning because you have equipped us in every way. Lord, you've dealt with a problem we couldn't deal with, our sin. You just washed it away with the blood of your Son. Lord, then we were left still kind of helpless and vulnerable. You sent your Spirit that we might be emboldened, empowered, that we might be drawn together into a fellowship as we see here today. God, you have done everything. All you ask us to do is, is use what you've given us. Lord, I pray this morning for one who is struggling with the Spirit, struggling perhaps for control, perhaps for clarity to understand what exactly it is you would have them to do. God, I pray that they might engage you in this struggle that they wouldn't let go until they would understand what it is you'd have them do lord i pray that this gift survey whether they take it now or take it later would maybe be a a tool that would be helpful to discover the gifts you've given god i just thank you that uh, once we we simply surrender to you that lord um, it's amazing how things begin to happen So, God, uh, might we, this body of Christ called the Flint Citadel, be a unified body of believers exercising the gifts and abilities you've given us, not for our own glory, but for yours. And, Lord, might your kingdom be established and expanded here on earth because of what we do. Bless us now as we continue in this meeting, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Sing the second and third verse, and the response, the invitation is still open. Great. All right.
4: We thank you, Lord, for your love. We thank you, Lord, for the lesson which you had for us today. We thank you, God, for the individual gifts that you've given to each member of this church. We would pray, Lord, now that your Holy Spirit might burn a fire within our hearts to go out and use those gifts to extend your kingdom. We pray, Lord, that as we go from this church, that you might open doors of opportunities, that you might challenge us to use those gifts. We pray this in your son's name, amen. Before we sing our closing chorus, Lord, lay some soul upon our heart, one of the tools that you have to do that is the CDs that are on the holiness table of the band and songsters Amazing Grace, which opens an opportunity and clearly explains the way of salvation, we invite you to take those and use those uh, in your daily life to pass out to friends. Shall we sing on the chorus?
0: This has been the weekly podcast of the Flint Citadels Morning Worship Experience. We hope you were blessed. Join us again for next week's service. Better yet, join us in person anytime at the Citadel, located in the heart of downtown Flint, at 211 West Kersley Street, where you're always among friends. For more information about the Salvation Army in Flint, and our worship times and weekly activities, visit us online at www.flintcitadel.org or call us at area code 810-232-2199. Thanks for listening.